You're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're returning our attention to the dangers of lead poisoning and efforts in New York to mitigate the risk of lead. And our guest is Sonal Jessel, Director of Policy for We Act for Environmental Justice, which is part of the Lead-Free Kids New York Coalition. Welcome back to the show, Sonal. Thank you for having me again. It's our pleasure. So before we get to unfinished policy priorities for the legislative session in Albany, Let's turn our attention to what has gotten done during this session so far, and specifically in the context of the budget to address the potential risk of lead poisoning. What, if anything, was there that you're excited about? There was one noteworthy addition to how we're addressing lead poisoning this year in the budget. Governor Hochul created a new program, and the um, this was part of the budget agreement, to essentially do some type of a registry of where all the lead paint is in homes in New York State. This is really important because lead paint and the presence of lead paint and dust in homes is the number one cause for childhood lead poisoning. Kids get it when they're you know, crawling around a room and touching, peeling paint and eating it, or if there's some kind of construction going on, they're inhaling lead dust. Areas that have peeling paint try to sort of break off and, and get in, and little kids ingest it. And then it basically leads to long developmental delays. Um, you have an average lower IQ across a lifespan. So it's a very detrimental poison that is existing in somewhere around 78% of the building stock in New York State because the buildings are old. They're built before around 1970 where we stopped using lead paint. So essentially this program is very important because at this point in time we don't really know where all of the lead is in homes across New York State because there is not a process right now where we are requiring any kind of inspection and certification program of lead remediation across the state. New York City has something, but statewide it does not exist. So this program is very exciting because what the governor is now creating is a program where if you are sort of renting a house, an apartment, then there has to be some type of a certification of the presence or not presence of lead in that building. And then the owner of that building or home has to actually submit that information to the Department of Health. And then the Department of Health is then creating this registry of, of information about where lead is so that we can now have programs that are more targeted towards remediating lead in these homes. It's pretty broad as it's written in the budget right now, so the devil will be in the details, but that is sort of the broad overview of the program. And is the audience then for something like this activists and advocacy groups who might be able to do something with the information? Or do you envision New Yorkers when they're searching for an apartment to check this registry and be like, well, we better avoid this property on Fayette Street in Syracuse because there's a lot of lead here? This is something that when there is any kind of inspection going on in the building, say someone's trying to buy the building, rent in the building, they'll be able to know whether or not there is lead present in their home. Mm -hmm. So say you have a newborn and you're moving into a home and you want to avoid lead because that's where that stage of development is when it's the most impactful, you will now be able to know if the lead is present or not. Though I'll say that the program as written in the budget right now doesn't make it clear how that mechanism is going to actually work. So that's what we're hoping to kind of see develop more is clear mechanism for how, how this program is actually going to work in action. At this point, it's it was pretty broadly written into the budget. 
do you have a sense of what would make that type of program successful? For example, would a proactive disclosure to prospective tenants make the most sense? Because I have to imagine that most people aren't out there looking for information or have any idea that it might even exist. Yeah. So the best way that this could work is modeled after the New York City process, which it does require a commitment to actually have oversight, but the program works where when an apartment is turning over, so if a renter is leaving a seller or someone who is living in the apartment is leaving, that the owner has to then inspect the apartment for lead and then certify whether or not there is lead present. In New York City, it goes a step further and actually says they have to get rid of the lead in the building. That's not what the statewide program does. It just says you have to disclose if lead is present. And so that would be the way that the New York City mechanism works sort of at this like turnover point of a building would be a very efficient way and a very efficient time to kind of have this mechanism happen. So then when someone's moving into the building, if they're a renter or they bought the building or they bought the home, that the person who they're leasing it from or or buying it from has to give them that information. That is the most efficient way to do it. And that actually is related to a bill that we're trying to move forward as a lead-free kids new york coalition well i will take uh, your cue sonal and let's pivot to some legislation left uh, on the docket in albany yeah so um we are co-leaders of the lead-free kids new york coalition which is a coalition of organizations researchers people in the medical field parents and families that are all working towards this goal of eradicating childhood lead poisoning in new york state New York State actually has the worst lead poisoning crisis out of any state in the United States. I think a lot of people think of Flint, Michigan when they hear about lead. There are parts of New York State that actually have much worse levels of lead present than Flint. Some of the the hardest hit areas, Buffalo, New York. Um, There's also Syracuse um, and Utica, and and there's many other places in New York State, including New York City, that have really high levels of lead. So we are working as a coalition to create some state-level programs around childhood lead poisoning to really reduce this rate. This is also important because it is a racial justice issue. It is an environmental justice issue because we see high levels of lead poisoning, particularly in lower income children, children of color. And that's due to various reasons, whether that's sort of a ability to remediate a home, whether you're living in buildings where landlords aren't doing proper inspections, depending on the con- the neighborhoods that you're living in, there's a wide variation of lead distributed across the state. And so as a coalition, we're trying to move forward a number of bills that because of the budget program that was just created, it's become actually even more relevant to move these bills this year because it will help fill in some of the details of how a program could work that was laid out in the budget. One of the important ones is the Lead-Based Paint Disclosure Act. That's Bill Number S2535, held by Senator Kavanaugh, A4820, held by Assemblymember J.D. Rivera. And so what this bill does is what I had kind of described before, which is requiring if you're selling a home or you're leasing a building or a home in New York State, you um, are supposed to inspect this home for lead, and certify whether that lead exists or not to the person that you are selling the home to or renting the home to. And is that limited to homes pre-1978? Yes. So okay. if, you're, if your home is built after, after that time, then you don't, you're not subject to this at all. And mm-hmm. that's because 
we stopped using lead paint in those years. So any home built after somewhere around 1970, 1978, you're not going to see lead paint in those buildings anymore. And under this legislation, what happens if upon the inspection, I find we've got lead paint? Do I just have to disclose it to future renters or buyers? Or am I required to actually take mitigation efforts? It's mostly just a disclosure. So then the person that's buying the property can decide to abate Mm -hmm. the lead or not, I guess. Um, But it also is an incentive for the person that's selling the home to actually address the lead problem before they're selling the home. So right now there is no incentive for someone who owns a home or rents a home in New York State to disclose or be aware of a presence of lead because then you all of a sudden become responsible. Yeah, I have to imagine the Realtors Association of New York State is not crazy about uh, this type of proposal, anything that would put a damper on their ability to move houses. I mean, are you hearing pushback from groups like that? There is some concern, though I'll say New York City already has this in the books. Mm -hmm. So we're not starting from zero here. Okay. So besides this disclosure, anything on the remediation front or anything with regards to uh, liability insurance that you're looking at uh, for the final days of the legislative session? Yeah. The other a really important bill that comes into discussion, especially considering a new program that the governor is trying to put out, is what we call the renovation, repair, and painting legislation that's held by Senator Bailey, S2191, and Assemblymember Bronson, A434. And this legislation is actually helping give the state funding from the federal government to have better lead safe work practices. What do you mean by give the state money from the federal government? So the federal government has a renovation, repair and painting program. Um, It's through the EPA. And what they do is essentially they offer states money to train contractors to know how to have safe work practices. And so a state can choose to opt into this program and then they receive that support from the federal government to actually do this type of training in their state. So at this point, New York State doesn't actually have a program in place where they're ensuring that, you know, construction workers, really contractors mostly, are going into homes, going into buildings, using lead-safe work practices. They're not really super difficult work practices. They're things like making sure that um, you're spraying down a wall before you I don't know, break it down. (laughs) Clearly, I'm not a contractor. (laughs) Um, So that it doesn't release dust into the air, which Mm -hmm. is how you inhale um, lead dust. So, or you kind of cover cover the space you're working in with plastic so that it's not getting into the rest of the home. There's some like very general practices that people are meant to do. And so essentially with this program, the state would be able to train contractors in the safe work practices across, you know, all the municipalities in New York State. And then you would have a much safer renovation repair practice if we're starting a program where we're finding out the homes that have lead paint and then those homes are getting rid of the lead paint. If they don't do that safely, we are worried that we'll see more kids with lead poisoning because in a construction site, you get a lot of that lead dust ingestion. Not to mention construction workers, people working on the site, then actually take that lead dust that's on their shirt, on their bag, home to their children, and then their children are exposed to lead too. So having safe work practices actually becomes very, very important amidst starting a new lead program in the state. And theoretically, what you're saying is that the feds will pick up the entire tab of training and preparing workers on how to use these best practices? 
They'll pick up the tab. While there are more bills to go on this agenda, that's all the time we have. We've been speaking with Sonal Jessel. She is the Director of Policy for We Act for Environmental Justice. Sonal, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me again. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information.